Hi, everyone. Hi, Tadevosan here. Welcome to the Power of Mindset podcast, episode number 19. Getting close to 20. Uh, glad we're staying consistent. And thank you to my intern, Gaia, for making sure she pushes me and keeps me accountable to make these videos and the recordings happen. Um, the podcast is starting to pick up some traction. The YouTube channel is still getting where we uh, wanted to go in the right direction. So it's been a great journey, and I've been getting some good feedback from the people that have been following the content as in, you know, it gives them some clarity. It gives them some ideas. You know, none of these messages are usually life-changing. Neither are some of the best truths we might hear. But if it helps give you a little bit of a sense of direction where, okay, that might make more sense. The answer usually never comes right away. It takes time. Compound interest. You know, for those of you who are listening to this on podcast, will be hard to describe, but on the video, I'll kind of show if you look at, you know, little things, right? Two dots right next to each other. And if one of them deviates from the direction it's heading slightly, given time, they get further and further from each other. So these two dots get further and further and further if you change it by one degree. And over time and distance, these two dots can be so far away from each other. The two people that might be so far away from each other, the two decisions you might have made might be so far away from each other, you might not recognize the other person or the other commitment, right? So that's why when often people are looking for a silver bullet, it's never there. It's about what kind of information are you consuming that's going to give you that one degree change so you continuously stay on the path that that decision helps you stay on and what accountability piece you have. And speaking of accountability and path, I've had few requests to make this video uh, to record this um, episode regarding dream boards. I've had a lot of people ask me, and I actually had a couple of long phone calls with some of my peers in the business. Um, I made a Facebook post about Team and I's you know, end of the year dream board event. And we do this every year, by the way. I give a direction to my team and some of my newbies have no idea what to do, but the ones that have been with me for five, six, seven, 10 years know exactly what to do. And a dream board or AKA vision board is something I I expect my team to get done by end of the year. We always have like a holiday party and each team member in our office is um, has a responsibility to present their vision or dream board to the group. And the question comes down to why dream boards? Well, I can tell you this. The things that I put on there usually take place, right? So there's this thing where, you know, I remember every year I have to do a business plan for the business and uh, the executive that's usually on my tail because I'm always behind on those things says, hi, did you get your business plan done? I'm like, no, uh, let me get it done. So I kind of did it last minute. And my response was, you know, this is great that we are not forced, but it's a requirement in business to get a business plan done every year. It's a requirement, which I like. It helps you see some numbers. But in reality, when I look at goals and dreams in the past, my best business plan has been the dream board. Whatever I put on there, I have some ambitious goals. I have some things that are going to make me uncomfortable. I have some things on there that are going to push me. And some things are going to be reasonable because you still want to have reasonable goals. They're not too high and not too crazy because you get six months into the year and you're only like 5% there. That's very discouraging. So you want to have certain things that give you confidence and give you sense of accomplishment to keep going too, right? So, so and some of the goals on there are maybe a three-year goal, right? As, as far as maybe I'm going to start training for the marathon next year. I'm going to commit to hiring a coach. I'm going to buy the gym membership, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm a big 4Fs guy. For those of you that know me, you know, I always talk about family, fitness, finance, and friendship. So once I figure out a rhythm, as far as what my dream board should look like, it's built around those four pillars. And every year it's been the same, but with tweaks, 
right? So figure out what are some of the areas of your life you want to work with. And it always comes down to there's going to be some kind of a family goal. You know, maybe, you know, in the year you spent less time with your kids and your spouse. Okay, put that on the dream board picture of your family. I'm going to do my best to have my date nights on Mondays or Fridays with, you know, family or Sunday suppers, whatever. Uh, it could be a fitness goal. I gained some weight or maybe I just got less fit. I lost some muscle, right? So there's always a fitness goal. There's always a relationship goal as far as I haven't spent too much time with my friends, which I can't reiterate enough times how important it is to just sit down and BS with friends and laugh and have a good time, right? Eat food with your friends. So that's a piece I preach a lot about, especially when I'm presenting my board to my team. And the last piece is financial. There always has to be financial goal. Buy the house, make more money, save more, maybe respect money more because those who respect it, it tends to respect you and stays in your pockets versus burning a hole in your pocket. And um, I'm going to show this on video, but for the podcast, I'll try to visualize as best I can. So I have copies of both for 2023 and 2024 right here. What do they look like? So I'm going to show you 2023. And there was you know a bunch of goals on there to... One of them was to begin our coaching program for the insurance agents, which we did. That was that was something that's been a goal for many years and finally pulled the trigger. Uh, that was the goal for 2023. You know, of course, I have family, fitness, finance, friendship on there. One of my goals for more to have more date nights. I try to keep that consistent once a month. Me and my wife, Diana, go on a date night. And Monday is my day off where I get to spend some time with her. Mondays, I don't call them official date nights, but they're time together. No agenda, no commitment. Just we go shopping, we bring stuff home, we talk, we have coffee, and that's about it. Take the kids to school and pick them up. Um, you know, Boston Marathon was on there. Uh, my goal for going to nationals for triathlon and qualified, I couldn't go because I was injured. That sucked. Um, some other goals, uh, an ambitious goal was to write 6,000 policies in our business, which I remember when we just started the first year, we were lucky to write like probably 1,500, give or take. And I remember at the time when I was writing 6,000, numbers didn't make sense. Like IQ didn't make sense. We didn't have the monthly production to have 6,000 make sense, but something was telling me we're going to be close. Like certain things were picking up. I had added more team members to the to the production side and I was getting service under control. We had more people picking up calls and actually my salespeople were complaining less about how busy they were. And we wrote over 6,500. Now, if, if I look at the dream board this year, very similar. I've got Date nights, time with my boys, family outings. I've got Sunday suppers, which I want to host more. I'm running half marathon with the team. I want to go sub three hours on the marathon. I did a five-day fast. I want to push to a seven-day fast because I like to get below 200 pounds. I think that's what I'll need to be to do a sub three-hour marathon um, and uh, take the coaching to the next next level and um, you know break more records. And I hear I wrote 8,000 applications. So we're going to go from six, which was the best year we've ever had, to 8,000. Why is it important for me to write that on there? I think we're looking for answers at the wrong time in the wrong place. Sometimes if your gut tells you, emotional intelligence is telling you, commit and do it. Commit and do it. And you're reminded, this is better than business plan. You might have the fanciest business plan on paper and a three-ring binder or digital version of it. But how often do you open and actually look at it? But when you do something like this with some ambitious goals, with some... It's going to happen no matter what, but it, I want to make sure that's on my dream board. Like as in, I don't take my eyes off the price, that one degree change in the trajectory where I'm headed. So a year later, I'm going to be so far away from if I didn't have the reminder to keep myself accountable because looking at it on the wall and telling yourself, I'm not going to lie to myself. So be realistic and also push yourself, be uncomfortable, 
But as you're reminding yourself, as you see this, because this is going to be pinned on every single one of my team members' wall. And the ones that work, you know, virtually that work mainly from home, I ask them, hey, just put this on the wall at your house. Make two copies. There has to be where we see it daily. And when you visualize and you see and you remind yourself and you're accountable and you're working towards it, if you don't hit all of them, trust me, most of them take place. Somehow life finds a way to give you the goals that you put on paper that you look at daily. So my encouragement to a lot of people is instead of focusing on like fall planning, winter planning, whatever that might be called with numbers and goals and things like that, go with your gut. Do a dream board. And other magical things happen when your team comes together and does the dream board in a group setting. And one of the things I've always done is, yeah, we share the dream board. We do a secret Santa. And I've typically asked a speaker to come. And usually the speaker has been somebody outside the insurance industry, either a public speaker or maybe successful realtor or lawyer or somebody. Why? Because they always bring us an outside perspective, but the message is always the same. Because I ask them similar questions. What motivates you? What keeps you accountable? What's discipline to you? What's motivation? How do you stay accountable? Do you work out and how? And they always share a different perspective from a different industry. But at the same time, it goes back to it's all the same. But we got to be reminded the same message. So my encouragement is make your team and yourself do a dream board present. If you do a secret Santa, maybe throw that in there as well. But have a speaker outside the industry. That's a really important one because we get sick and tired of hearing what our industry always preaches, right? So we want to get a different perspective. And I have actually six points I'm going to quickly cover as far as what it does for your team. Team, as far as why it's important for your team to see each other's dream boards and hear the message. First one, team bonding. Every work atmosphere, every work culture, every group of people that work together always talk about better ways to do team bonding team bonding so for those leaders who are listening to this message and you know maybe the ones who are working in the office who feel like they need a better bonding experience well take this message to your employer take it to your manager or maybe if you're one of the people that are looking for better ways to bond your team still not too late you can do a dream board in january do it in february just get it done have a 10-month goal on there right get to the first one and there's magic about doing the second one because now you can either transfer some of the goals to the second one or just check things off the box. Sense of accomplishment from checking things off your dream board. Very, very, very deep. It's an extremely important way to spend time with your peers, learning more about what's going on in their lives. Right? Because we're always trying to go IQ as in nine to five, yada, yada. That's, the, that's actually point number six. I'll jump, I'll jump ahead a little bit. It talks about emotional connection, right? So team bonding is a great experience. And there's a deeper level of emotional connection with your team members when you hear their EQ. Because we're thinking, I spend a lot of time with my coworkers. I'm close with them. I know everything about them. Yeah, but that's 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 logical time. That's nine to five. That's, hey, hello, how are you? It's very robotic. There's no time to slow down, right? You want to do this away from the phones. When team is not rushed, you know, tears get shared. Team talks about their illnesses and their sicknesses. There's humility. There's connection. There is motivation. There is... Oh my goodness, I didn't know that about my peer. It's so good to see. Wow, their goals are nice. Maybe I should have had the goal they had. Good idea. A sense of respect for each other increases. Sense of humility. Sense of, you know, belongingness. Because often we isolate each other thinking, oh, you know, this is, what does this person know? But when you get to know them on a personal level, this emotional connection, which is the point, the second point, or should I call it the sixth point I'm talking about right now, it goes beyond the nine to five. Beyond the IQ, I know my coworkers. No, you want to get to know them beyond the nine to five, beyond the phone ringing and talking about work. This is personal and it actually does increase the emotional connection in the office. So it's part of bonding, but it's another point, emotional connection. Though. Um, 
third point I'll discuss. Um, goal setting and sharing. I think it's very important to share. There's a lot of individual goals, and I notice my team starts putting work goals on there too, which is perfect. It's I don't ask them to, but isn't work part of your life? So if your work goals are not on your dream boards, well, for those leaders, maybe on your next one-on-one, -on -one, take your team members out for a walk and ask them to walk you through their dream board. And I'm asking, you know, can I ask, why do you not have any dream board uh, goals on your dream board when it comes to work-related dreams, work-related goals? Because that's money, right? Maybe you talked about money. Well, here's how. Here's how I can help, right? And vice versa. You can use your work to fill in your financial tank, which the financial tank will give you time to maybe do the vacation to improve your personal tank with your you know, significant other or buy the gym membership that you're like, oh, it's 200 bucks a month, I can't afford it, right? So, so in many ways, work does complement. So there should be some kind of goal setting there, but also fitness goals. We love hearing fitness goals. Again, it goes back to the emotional connection. It ties it within. Um, uh, fourth item I put on here is inclusiveness. Uh, the number one, well, I can't say the number one, but where it starts, people quit their jobs and their careers and their businesses because of isolation. I don't like them. I don't belong here. This is not my place. Marriages fall apart. I mean, relationships break up. I mean, all kinds of things happen because of isolation. You notice somebody's isolated as in they're not responding to team messages. They don't want to show up to the outings. They're like kind of on their own. They're probably looking for another opportunity. They're probably, they have a boyfriend somewhere else or a girlfriend somewhere else, right? So inclusiveness is a big piece of including other people in your plans. Create memories together, right? That's a big piece. Because relationships aren't necessarily about just us. Like I want you to include me in your plans because I will listen and vice versa, right? So inclusiveness is a big piece. And this helps people include each other in each other's personal and business and health, all kinds of plans. And again, it goes back to bonding. So being inclusive, this is a big piece of that too. Um, amazing memories. Amazing memories is a big one because isn't that what life is all about? To have great moments and remember them and laugh. And maybe have some hardship and tough times and remember them and learn. Because both are very important. You have good memories, you remember them, and you have a good time. You have bad memories, you remember them, and you learn, and you get better not to have the bad ones. But you need the bad ones to learn. So therefore, be in a moment because the greatest gift we have is the present, which is another word for a gift, right? And we're looking for happiness around the corner in a circular room, a Bora Bora, an exotic trip somewhere in the islands, the next car, the next house. We forget the true happiness is within our head because that's what most of our misery is as well. In reality, little things might excite you temporarily, but they wear off. What doesn't wear off is a mindset about keeping yourself happy. All right, so those memories are great. And some of the best memories we have in our office is during these dream board presentations. We had a team member talk about how, you know, she beat cancer. Oh, trust me, tears were shed on that one. And that's a memory that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. And we talk about that a lot. And the last piece I'll share is... Time with coworkers in a non-work setting. And this is what I wrote. If you want to build a strong relationship with your peers at work, spend time with them in a non-work atmosphere. Eat together, celebrate together, share dreams together, but don't get too personal. There's a fine line in too personal and get personal. Um, you know, when, when coworkers start dating each other and start gossiping and they start teaming up against the employer and vice versa. And somebody teams up with the manager and then they start gossiping and 
you know, confirmation bias kicks in and two people are emotional about their paycheck and two people are emotional about the politics. One says one thing, the other one tops them off. All of a sudden, they're now ranting. And in reality, if you were to neutralize and not even have that kind of a conversation, that negative talk would have never happened. And both didn't mean it because we're emotional human beings. We tend to just say stuff on our mind. But usually if we're a little bit more professional with people, we have more respectful relationship, certain things we're thinking about, we don't bring up. Like we think before we speak. But when you have confirmation bias, you're too close with somebody, the work atmosphere, you tend to blab whatever you don't mean. And they, don't, they tend to blab what they don't mean. And it causes teams to turn against teams, right? So yes, yeah, spend time in a non-work atmosphere, which is, again, goes back to team bonding. But physically, what are, also, what are the other things you're doing? Like dream boards where it's a non-work atmosphere, but it's a group bonding experience, eating together, right? Celebrating together, but also for those leaders, coach your teams. Be very careful getting close with your peers. I'm actually very careful not to get too close with some some other agents and business owners and entrepreneurs that I'm kind of cautious with like, what kind of problems am I going to inherit when I start hearing about their problems? I just don't want to start talking about my own. But you know, do that with your friends outside of work atmosphere. So that's kind of my points, right? So team bonding, goal setting, and sharing. Inclusiveness, time with coworkers in a non-work setting, and the emotional connection. And the last one is a really tough one, the emotional connection, because there's no way to measure, right? You can measure a presentation, you can measure what you put on there, but you can't really measure emotion. Human beings are very emotional. We're very not stable when it comes to that. And, you know, we have to do things to keep ourselves more stable. And I'll leave you guys with this last message when it comes to stability. Um, one thing I noticed a significant pattern with my team, as they were presenting their dream board, every single one of them had some kind of a very similar fitness goal. Yeah, they all wanted to make more money respect money, maybe buy a house and relationships here and there. But they also wanted to get better shape, complete a half marathon, maybe commit to a marathon, something. And I realized people are naturally gravitated to some kind of a discipline. Why? Because if you think about it, in the last decade, a lot has changed. Traffic changed, cost of food and goods has changed, human behavior, you know, it's like expectations have changed as far as people wanting to click, click buttons and, you know, groceries just show up. Now, a lot has changed. But what hasn't changed? A mile is a mile. That measure hasn't changed. An inch in is an inch. 10 pounds is 10 pounds. A pull-up is a pull-up. As in, with the ever-changing chaotic life where we can actually almost victimize ourselves, oh, what now? Oh, great. What is this day going to bring to me again? Because if your whole life is built around this changing chaos, it becomes the toughest thing and you become a victim and you avoid it. But having certain things that don't change, uncomfortable things that don't change, with fitness specifically, because... No matter how many times you run a mile, it's still a mile. It's still difficult. It's still challenging. No matter how many times you, you know, lift the weights or do a pull-up, whatever it is, right? So it's very important, regardless of what other goals you have in life, to have something that's stable, that's challenging you, and it allows you to have a reset with the ever-chaotic changing life out there. So I want to also encourage you for those who are making dream boards, make fitness a good priority. It's something that's going to keep it together because everything else is unstable. It's very emotional. It's all over the place. It involves other people, but you training, you spending time with yourself, with your music, your podcast, your silent moment time, moment alone with yourself, that is very, very important to do something that doesn't change because everything else is. And that is a my encouraging message as you guys are going to build dream boards for you and your team. And if you have, congratulations. If you have not, I'm encouraging with this message. Do that and that will take your business, your personal life, your goals and sense of accomplishment to the next level. Because when you check those things off the box by end of 2024, 
something is going to magically change. What? Well, you'll find out. Cheers to that. Happy New Year. Wishing everybody an amazing 2024. And our next podcast episode will be next year. Till then, you guys have an amazing day. Amazing end of 2023. And want to give you guys a huge encouraging message on 2024. Will be an amazing year. But it has to start with a commit commitment. Make some goals. And just truly believe. Have that affirmation to yourself that the year is going to be better. I mean, I also talk a lot about don't wait for the next year, but do it now. But it's a great time to give yourself a reason to make that commitment. Cheers.